going on, everybody? This is Nick with Vantage Point, man. I want to welcome you all to week four of our series, Persons of Interest. I hope you've been enjoying it so far, um, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple or Spotify. We just want to thank you for being with us. And today, I have another special guest with us, my brother, my friend, uh, Lee Scott. I'm going to have him talk a little bit about who he is and what he does. Um, Y'all are going to love this guy, uh, his message, his, his story, his walk, everything he does not just for the kingdom, but for people, um, you're going to love it. And so, Lee, man, I'm going to let you go ahead and take over, man. And then uh, it's your show, man. It's you. Your show, Nick. Uh, <laughs> well, as Nick said, my name is Lee Scott. Um, I currently work for TCU Federal Credit Union. I'm kind of in the financial industry a little bit. Um, but I am also a blogger and a podcaster. I have a leadership blog and yes, podcast sir. called Leading with Lee. Um, where I talk to people about life and leadership. And so um, I'm really passionate about helping people understand um, their purpose and understand that they do have an intrinsic value and they bring a value to the table no matter the industry or no matter what you do, you have value. And um, self-discovery is a big thing for me. So yeah, that's a little bit about the kid. <laughs> <laughs> so man, we, you know, every, every week we, have come together with people and the first thing we talk about is just how have you been you know what has this pandemic meant for you like what how has it affected you how are you doing with it um and just share a little bit you know even some takeaways that you may have gotten from this time of, of isolation and, and quarantine yeah. well definitely one of the things that i've been thinking a lot about um has been the importance of investing in this moment you know i think for a lot of people, um, they've never had this much time to just do whatever they want. Um, now, for some people, they're working from home. Uh, for me, I'm kind of in a different situation where I have to go to work because I work for a financial institution, so therefore we were essential. But for some people who have not had the opportunity of going to work, it, it is very interesting for them because now they get a chance, to, they've got an opportunity to spend more time with their families, they got an opportunity to uh, be at home, be at home with their spouses, you know, invest in certain ways. And I think it was really important um, for people to not waste this time because you won't get it back. Um, yeah, yeah. The pandemics are, are, are so unpredictable. You won't get this moment back. What mm -hmm. you do in this moment is important for the future that you want to create. Um, you know, that's one thing good, I say all good. the time is we must create, create, create. You cannot miss an opportunity to create. I, life is so busy. Life can become so busy. But it's important for you to take a little bit of time and invest and invest in yourself, invest in your family, invest in relationships and build on that because the because we need, you need that. We, we deserve an opportunity to get into those outlets and discuss and do certain things. It causes us to be healthy and, and functional and productive. And so yeah, I yeah. think that's one of the biggest things I've been thinking about over the last few months has been, how can I invest my time wisely? How can I be creative now that I am stuck with my thoughts? And how mm -hmm. can I yeah. lastly actually take care of relationships or men relationships or get healthy in some ways that I need to get healthy because gotcha. as soon as things change, yeah. there's some disciplines that you needed in this process that was going to help you move forward. And gotcha. you know, that's mm -hmm. very important. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, I think a couple of things, you know, you touched on a lot. And so I want to kind of break, unpack all of that. And so the first thing is the, the, the mindset of not missing the opportunity to create. Right. And I, I know people, or at least I know you know people, I've talked to people who, man, I have this idea, this idea, this idea, or I don't have an idea. I don't know what to do. I, I have no idea. And so how would you address both sides of that, right? How do you address the person who says I have no creativity, but then the person who says I have so much creativity, I don't know what to do with it. Hmm. So how do, you, how do you handle, how do you help both sides of that spectrum? Okay, so... It, this is so funny we're having this conversation because literally um, I'm about to do on, on leading. I'm actually about to talk about creativity and I was just interviewing somebody about this very thing. Um, okay. I yeah. intrinsically believe that 
everyone has a level of creativity. Creativity does not always look the same. We think creativity, because uh, that's it with them first, the people that think they have no creativity. You have it. Creativity is not inherently just artistic. That's yeah. not true. It's, it's just not artistic. It is, a, it is basically self-expression is creativity. Mm. You, you presenting an idea is creativity. You expressing yeah. a particular view is creativity. It is you understanding within your space, how do mm -hmm. I push the levers of what we do a little bit further than it is now? Yeah. For instance, for instance, um, for me personally, um, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a quote unquote artist, but I am mm -hmm. creative. Um, gotcha. uh, when I talk about leadership or think about leadership specifically, I'm not thinking about leadership just as, well, you have this structure that's going on. I'm always thinking about, mm -hmm. okay, could we switch the structure around? Could we, could it, does it have to be a hierarchical structure or could it be a pinwheel? Could it be that we mm -hmm. create sections where people report to this person? That's creativity. Th that's mm -hmm. expressing something different. So I think people have to really evaluate how they perceive themselves because all of us have creativity. Mm. It just looks different. So that, that's the first okay. piece. It, 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 is, it is fundamental to humankind that you have creativity because, I mean, we're all created by God. And so yes, if we're created in his image and his likeness, that, that, that means that we do what he does, which is creating. Mm -hmm. So that's the one piece. Mm. But on the other side, you have people who are so create, creative that they feel like they have too much to do. It is important to understand the underlining nature of what you do so that you would know to say you would know what to say yes to and know what to say no to. Mm, For some okay. people when it comes down to producing and I got all these great ideas. Think about yeah. what you want to actually accomplish. Think about okay. what do I want to do with this because for instance, right now for me, I'm doing a leadership and life vlogging podcast, right? Mm -hmm. There are going to be subjects and things that I talk about just because I want to talk about it. But if, if, if it is not the aim of my vlogging podcast to talk about those issues, it is irresponsible for me to talk about them because you're not getting what you came for. It's just like mm -hmm. if you went to a restaurant and they said they sold chicken and you walked inside and they were selling tires, you would ask them, wait, why, why are you selling tires? Mm. Like, aren't you a right. restaurant? It, it has to be, you, you have to focus on, this is the thing I'm trying to be creative in. I need to put yeah. all of my energies towards that. Now, it can be expressed different ways. It can look very different, but, but mm -hmm. the, all your ideas have to come to one focus of what you're trying to get people to. Everyone mm -hmm. has a message and everyone has a story. And if you're not leading people to that message and to that story, you're not being effective. Mm -hmm. Not being as effective as you probably could be. And I think mm -hmm. your unique gifts and all those different things are helpful, but you can use those things to bring to a specific story so that people can be impacted significantly by what you do and what you say. Mm. And that, that is so good because I, you know, especially in, even for me, I, I know it's, it's, I can be creative. And I love how you said that, like creativity isn't only artistic, right? You can have a viewpoint, you can have a, a stance or position, right? It, it, it's not something you quote unquote thought up. It, it, it's a, it's a creative way that you're looking at a situation or dealing with something or, yes. you know, we, t I mean, you can look at pandemic and, and see, you know, how are people getting creative in teaching yes. their, their children? Yes. How are yeah. they getting creative in doing yes. work? Um, because that's so good. And, and so how do you, you know, when you think about that, right, you talk about that perception, right, that um, perceive, per perceiving what is creative versus what isn't, or this could be looked at as creative versus not. How do you, because you talked about prioritizing it and then acting on it, right? 
you know, I've watched your podcast. I've seen your vlog. It, it is, man, it's dope. You, you're doing it. I've been a part of one of your, I've been a part of one of your leading with Lee events. Um, what do you say? And he's come on the I podcast know, at some point. I am, I am, I am on schedule. I, that is what I was told. I am on schedule. So I have to definitely make room for sure. <laughs> um, but you, I remember, and this is something going back to um, even, um, something our pastor said, Pastor Michael Todd at Transformation Church, um, when we launched version one conference, um, the, the, the theme of it was all you have is all you need. And so I want to talk about that a little bit in terms of these, your creativity, not just you, but for anybody that's listening, how do you, because I know for me with my podcast, I'm, I'm like, okay, I want to, man, it's got to be this thing. And I want it to look like this and do this and do that. And I'm sure you feel the same way when you're yes. putting these things together, because it's not necessarily to be perfect, but it's to operate at a level of excellence. Yes. Um, yes. And so how do you, how do, how do you want to, you know, how would you tell people to work through that? I got to have all this stuff to do this creativity, creative dream that I have versus sometimes you just got to do it. And the two will meet at some point or, or yeah. how, you know, how do you go through that? How do you walk through that in your, with your situation? Um, and can, you know, like I said, help people with that too. Yeah. I, um, trust me, I am definitely in my version one. <laughs> I am <laughs> definitely both, <laughs> in my version one. one. My God. <laughs> um, but it, I think this is a great question. I think for me, it's like you said, Nick, you know, the tagline I have for leading is let's get started is yeah, yeah. You, 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 you have to get to a place where you stop thinking about it and start doing something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give you the story of leading. It literally started as a conversation about two or three years ago with one of my friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't have money. I didn't have the connections. I didn't have the relationships I thought I had. I knew people, you know, I have friends that did specific things, but I just said, you know what, man, I, and look, the funny part is I was still trying to work out getting my degree finished with ORU and that whole fight and all those different things was going on with that and trying yeah. to complete. But I'm like, man, you know, there's things I have passion about, there's things that I want to talk about, there's things I want to say, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? So I got the idea. I was like, okay, you know, I could just host a seminar. I don't know if people will come, you know? So yeah. literally, Nick, everything that, that happened at that seminar, I did it. Yeah. I was the one who created the uh, flyers. I was the one that went to people and asked them if they'll be willing to be a part. And, you know, thank goodness these people were like, oh, yeah, most definitely. We love you. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I was promoting it on my social media. I was having conversations with some of my friends about whether or not, uh, uh, could you record this? Like literally the guy who is my um, director of, of videography and photography for a leading, he's one of my best friends. I've known him for like five or six years. But I mm -hmm. went to him and I was like, man, you know, I don't have that much money, but bro, could you film this for me? Like, could you yeah. do this for me? Like, the, what began to happen, I started to see, was me taking those steps open the doors so yeah. so yeah. i booked it and did it at a library because libraries are you know they're free places i didn't charge for it it was free people could come mm -hmm. at their leisure like every leading with lee i did was for free i i, I yeah. didn't charge you to do that i don't get paid i don't get paid to talk about leadership not yet but but i don't get paid to do it so my my thing was Bro, just get out there and get involved and do it and take these little steps. You know what began to happen, Nick, is mm -hmm. the moment I took the step, the moment yeah, I yeah. invested, the moment I started moving forward on it, it literally stuff just started coming into place. Mm. Ideas start coming, movement start, just things start happening to where yeah, yeah. it starts to build momentum. And I start, and here's the thing, I start to get fulfillment. See, here's one thing that I think people need to understand. When you're in purpose, it is about fulfillment. It is not about money. It's not about mm -hmm. success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not about being liked. It's about fulfillment. And if you are in purpose and doing what you're supposed to do, 
you will you will literally feel like I don't care if they pay pay me a a million dollars or no dollars. I'm doing this because this is in me to do it. And so that's what's Mm. been going on with me and leading. Like, and and that's what I want to encourage people on is you got to be willing to do the step. If you believe it, just this is what you're supposed to do. You got to be willing to put in work. You got to be willing to spend some time learning. You got to be willing to read. You got to be willing to ask questions. Like, even right now, me getting my master's, it's because I want to get more information about the things that I'm talking about and the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not because I just want some other degree. Yes, okay, I would like to be called Dr. Scott one day. That'd be great, cool. But more than anything, it's me investing in myself so that I can be more productive and more effective in what I'm doing. And, and sure. you got to be willing to do that. For some people, it may not necessarily be going to school. It may just be having a conversation with somebody who's in the field that you want to do. Hey, can I be an intern for you? I don't, I don't want to be paid. Just let me sit in meetings with you. I'll take notes for you. Yeah. Like let let me let mm-hmm. me be in your space. Let me learn from you. Let me do these things. This is yeah. how you take those steps towards getting to what you want to do. You gotta be willing to invest because because yeah. everybody started somewhere. Oprah started somewhere. Bill Gates started somewhere. Steve Jobs started somewhere. Barack Obama started somewhere. Everybody started somewhere. And if we're unwilling to make the first step, we will miss an opportunity to actually be effective and fulfill purpose in the world because we are are so fearful. And that's where it starts. It's just taking the step. It's just moving forward. That's that's what it's really Mm -hmm. about, man. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, two big things you said there, and, and they're definitely nuggets. I think the first one is purpose equates to fulfillment. And yes. I, I think that is yes. so, yes. so key because I think people have a certain level of fear when it comes to purpose. Because I, I'm, and, and I think, and we've talked about this is when you're in that, that calling, that purpose, You'll you'll know it because it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. it's not about you. It, you know, uh, when when you're like you're doing, you know, is leading Lee for you? No, it's really not. I mean, you get something out of it. You're getting that fulfillment, but who you're helping? Yeah, um, who's gonna hear this message? Who's gonna hear what you what you put on your on your YouTube page and what I put here? And then this in this episode is that's what that's that's where the fulfillment comes in because yeah. you never know who heard because even yeah. going back to you know yeah. our story, somebody at some point you heard them say something or you saw them do something and it inspired you to, you know what, I want to do that, or I, I think I can do that, or you know, this is something that's in me too. And you talked about investing in yourself and I think people automatically, especially when it comes to creativity and gifting and doing those things and walking in purpose, they equate invest to money. And yes, it might mean money. It might. Oh, it should generate money. It should generate money, but it also means time. You talked about learning new skills, reading, doing things like there's a, there's a, there's a discipline to that. And I know for me, and I know you and me, but we probably fall in this category. I don't know. I didn't know nothing about doing a podcast. Had no idea. Nope. I had no clue what to do. I've never done video editing, audio editing, um, checking level. I didn't know what that stuff was. I mean, I know what a soundboard is, but I never knew those things. And I could have, you know, and it very easily to go into this oh, well, I don't know how to do that, so I'm not going to do it. Um, or let me go Google something. Let me go YouTube video. Yes. Let me go yes. do yes. these things to learn these things. And I think that's where people, that, that's like the, to me, that's almost like that, that's that, that fork in the road. That's that yeah. moment of truth. How bad do you want to be this whatever yeah. that is yeah. and i know you we, we talk sports too and i think sports is like the perfect example of these things when you look at you know the lebron james of the world i mean i, I i've been watching the last dance we've been watching that and 
and that that's like the topic du jour right now for everybody. Mm-hmm. They, they last dance. They people are seeing Michael Jordan in a whole new light. Yeah. But the one thing it is is like when you when you want to be something, when you want to commit to that, like you're gonna invest in yeah. yourself. You're gonna invest in the people around you. And it's funny listening to his teammates. Now I'm not just trust me, public service announcement. Don't go and, you know, start slapping people upside the head and all of that. That was Jordan, not you. You find your own way. But his teammates all said, like, man, this dude was ruthless, man. He was da 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 But we knew what he wanted to do and why he was doing it. And it's funny because it became their goal, too. It it literally became their, like, you know what? We want to do this, too. We, yeah. And it became this infectious yeah. thing. And so yeah. when you when you hear people coming to you and I want to be a part and I want to do this and I want to help and I want to, you know, help me be, you know, this next, right? And, you know, the, the, the thing I'll touch on too is being a young Black man and doing it. Because I think that's something different too. And so how do you, you know, and I know we've had a lot of conversations about the the country the world everything systemic racism everything how do you take a step back right and how how does that influence what you do or does it um in in your day-to-day and how you want to feel fulfill that purpose and help other people win and not to say you're just helping one person win or this group of people but that it's very clear and evident you know you're african-american i'm african-american uh, we checked. We took the test. We passed. Um, how oh, yeah. do you? How does that influence what you do? Oh, I mean, I think this is a good question. Um, so, uh, my story is: I'm I'm born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a very very black city. Um, I think my hometown is like 92 percent African American. Um, wow, there's a lot of systemic poverty in my hometown. I grew up in the west side of Jackson up until I was mm-hmm. like 12 years old. Um, yeah. And then my family has lived on the south side um, since I was, since then. And, you know, you don't realize that you're poor until you, or realize that your parents don't make that much money until you look at the numbers and you're like, yeah. Like, what? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. economic opportunity is not something that we talk about very much. You know, yeah. um, having things is, is not something that we talked about. You know, one thing I, I, I'm grateful for my parents, grateful to my parents for doing is when we were kids, my brother and I, me and my god sister, um, they often took us on family trips. And, mm-hmm. you know, they will find money just so that we could yeah. get out and, you know, maybe go to Georgia. We had family that lived in the Atlanta area or go yeah, to yeah. the Texas or, you know, go somewhere and get out of that space because when you deal with a lot of systemic poverty and then in a state that has a lot of systemic issues in general, you, Mm -hmm. you have that pile up. So I think for me, my parents really tried to give us a little bit of perspective of the world outside of just Mississippi. I think us leaving the state actually did a significant thing for us, but Mm -hmm. you know, as it relates to just, the context that I grew up in, man, I think it's, I think I've always been um, curious. You know, I've always mm-hmm. been curious about the world and information yeah. and wanting to know and having an imagination and wanting to understand why things are the way that they are. And I think what I start realizing is a lot of black kids, especially from Mississippi, if you don't get an opportunity to go to a different kind of school, like I went to a performing arts high school. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, the part of the school was, uh, it was, you know, academic, but a part of that school was this uh, program. It was called APAC. And um, there was an academic aspect to it. And then there was a mm-hmm. um, performing arts aspect. And I was in the, I was in the vocal performance program for three years, you know? Um, and, you know, that experience was great for me. You know, I, I, I realized I've gotten a lot of opportunity, 
But I do yeah. recognize that like, there's tons of kids, there's tons of people that I know personally who didn't have an opportunity of leaving my old neighborhood when I lived on 4401 Larchmont Street, West Jackson, Mississippi, living in the bottom. That's what our, our neighborhood yeah, was yeah, called. Yeah. You know, and, wow. and my family lives in sub too. You know, it, mm. I have that opportunity to really um, see these things. But I think, man, I, I think what has, it has informed me so much about why our people need access to d dollars so that we can be entrepreneurs. Cause yeah, let's, 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 let's just put it all on the table real quick. Yeah. One of the such realities is that we are not, we cannot solely depend on state governments, on local governments, on the federal government to ensure the success of black people. We, we, mm -hmm. we, we don't have that. Yeah. What, what we have to do is something that I, I saw, I see this video come across my feed from time to time, but it's something that Dick Gregory said. He said, it's about 10 or 15 years ago, he encouraged young black people to become entrepreneurs. Because when you control your financial future, no one can tell you what you can and cannot do. Now, now there's a caveat to that. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Because not only are you dealing with trying to start a business, sustain a business without, without possibility of getting a loan to start it, without mm -hmm. getting, you know, access to like things like ACH loans and, you know, all these different kinds of, uh, you know, business loans that you probably could get. Um, you may or may not get grant money because when it comes down to foundation money, it is always very limited. Yeah. Because, you know, donors are only going to give so much. Exactly. And they're going to give so much money to certain projects. So, you know, it is a lot. You have to be tenacious. You have to mm -hmm. be driven to get that stuff done. You have to be <clears throat> so bent on trying to make stuff happen because yeah you know we're constantly dealing with that as people as black folks but you got to be tenacious and i think for me um you know i don't come from a family where people who have businesses i i, I don't there's yeah. nobody in my family that owns a business but mm -hmm. i'm yeah so yeah. trying to be the first generation to talk about financial leadership and talk about financial stewardship and thinking about how do we put money in place to have coffers for our children and grandchildren that they can be be beneficiaries of what we built you know yeah. these things mm -hmm. are very difficult to have conversations about but i think for me um i'm just going on a journey man i'm, I'm trying to figure out my yeah. space and place you know i'm still not getting paid for what i do i'm working towards getting paid for what i do and 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 i want to tie this back to what we were just talking about a little bit earlier is that for your dream, you got to be willing to go a long time without people reciprocating what you want from it. You, you have yeah. to be okay with that. Like sometimes it's going to take three to five years before you ever get a dollar. You know, man, I yeah. put a lot of my own money into the things that I do. You know, yeah. I, I, I've had the blessing of having certain friendships, but mm -hmm you know, paying people or giving people what they need or, or stuff like that, like that's coming out of my pay, my work paycheck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I need to pay bills, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to yeah. figure out how do I steward this relationship with, cause I don't want to prostitute that relationship. Yes. Mm. My, my boy is, is filming stuff. could I give him $25 or $50 or a yeah. hundred whenever I get an extra, uh, some extra money just to honor his gift yeah honor his time mm -hmm. like like it's it's difficult it's hard but yeah 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 if it's worth it to you you keep working for it and i think that's the thing for us as black men i, I do realize man this is going to set my kids up and put them in a different space than i was in yes sir um, and, and 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 help them understand the world in a different way you know one thing it's yeah. kind of an aside to this but you know, I recognize my history too. You know, like, mm -hmm. like Nick, my my great grandparents were sharecroppers. Their parents were yeah. slaves. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've met my great grand, my father's, I've met my, mm. my great grandmother's on my dad's side. When I met her, I was, she was like 101, 102 at the time. And I was like five or six, but this woman, literally, this woman was a child of a slave. <laughs> the child of sharecroppers, the child, like, yeah, yeah. And realizing that my grandfather, both of my grandfathers only had third, uh, one had a third grade education, one had a fifth grade education. I think mm-hmm. both of my grandmothers graduated from high school. My parents, they both have associate degrees. But mm-hmm. it's like, you, you have to continue to go because the more you yeah. accomplish, the further it pushes the pendulum for your people. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it it takes us continuously doing that. And yeah, it, it's so much bigger than just me. You know, I of recognize that yeah. it's so much bigger than me and what I'm trying to do, but it's, it's about pushing us forward as a people and, and moving. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that, that drives me, you know, as a young black mm-hmm. man. You know, yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's so key. And I, and I think that's, you know, this is the the reason why, like, I wanted to do this series is because I really feel like everybody has a story. Everybody has, and not just a story to just tell, but everybody has the the path. We all have a past. We all have circumstances and things that have us where we are, but it doesn't necessarily mean we can't influence. And I think it was something key you said, you know, it's not about you. It's not just, it's bigger than you, excuse me. And that there's a push that has to keep happening from you. So, you know, and, and I think that's when I, when I think about, and we were talking about this earlier before we went on, I think that's where most people stop. Yeah. And not just black people, white people, Hispanic people, whatever the cause is, whatever the, whatever it is. Oh, it's bigger than me, so I won't do. And I think back to like, man, I bet Martin Luther King Jr. thought the same thing. Hmm. I bet he thought it was bigger than him too. I bet Abraham Lincoln thought it was bigger than him too. I bet Rosa Parks thought it was bigger than her and every other woman who was a pioneer in their own right, in their own, in their own generation, in their own movement, they all probably said the same thing. Man, this is bigger than me. But you know what? They still did what it was they had to do. Yeah. And I often wonder, where are those people in this generation? Because it's easy to say, here's a Martin Luther King over here that's going to do it, or here's a Mahatma Gandhi that's going to do it over here or here's and they you know but we don't and I don't want to say we don't have those people but it's almost like people are waiting on those people to show up like when they are those waiting people. on that but you are yeah we are those people and that's what I love about for as much as we can all point out flaws of this generation and I'm talking people 40 and under. So I'm throwing myself in that category too, for as much bad and, and negative stuff as we can figure out. That's probably the one thing that I absolutely love about this 40 and under generation is we all have the ability to go make a difference. The question is, will we invest? And will we not be so consumed with it? It has to be about us. Yes. And will we make this the, at the expense of our own security? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's not about, because you know this as well as I do. And, and, I, and I'm saying this only because we, 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 we are in the same vein in, in the sense of what we're doing in terms of purpose. We are, we have podcasts. We are getting our voices out there. And for anybody that's listening, let me, let me just say, that that is probably the most fearful thing that I have done. Oh my gosh. Is putting my voice out there. Yeah. Not for a cause, not for just putting it. Cause it, cause it's one thing 
for me and Lee to be sitting in the house or sitting on the phone talking about all of this, what we're talking about. Like, that's cool. We do that all the time. We chop it up all the time. But to now take that to a stage that's public, because once this drops, this is anybody can hear this. Yeah. Not just me and you. Like, this is going to be heard by people across the globe. And I think that was probably, and here's the crazy part. I never intended it for that to happen. That wasn't my plan. Yeah. But that's oftentimes what happens with purpose. It ain't about your plan. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's about hard. his plan. And, and, and we just have to, like you said, be willing to go and push. And yeah, yeah it might be uncomfortable. And yeah, it might be challenging. You know, we're not in 1960 where we have the same challenges and same pushback that they had, but we still have our pushback. And because I can tell you, you've probably gotten the question. I know I have. Why you want to do a podcast? Why you want to do that? I mean, what? Why? Why not? Everybody else has them. <laughs> Everybody else. And, they talk, and they're talking about stuff that don't even matter. People have crime dramas. For the if you watch crime dramas, trust me, they're fine. I'm not coming against the crime drama podcast, but yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right. But 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 people have podcasts for everything. Everything. And, but it's okay. Everything. Allow them to express themselves the way they want to express themselves, and that is a part of their own creativity too. Let them express yes. themselves. Thank exactly. God we have self-expression. Thank God. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. it would be such a a a dysfunctional environment if people weren't different. If if, yeah. if, if if people weren't different and unique and weird and we didn't have our different idiosyncrasies, life would be boring. Oh yeah. Thank God that we have our differences because our differences is what yeah. makes the world seem more enjoyable and we can engage mm -hmm. in ways that we never thought we could engage because we're so yeah. different. Like you, even you and mm -hmm. I, Bro, we come from the same yeah. culture, but we're very different. Oh, yeah. Where we yeah. grew up, how we grew up, what we know, is very different. Yeah. Like, we have not lived the same lives. And people have to understand that that is, that is nothing wrong with that. It, exactly. It's just, you got to be willing to be okay with your own self-expression. You got to be willing yeah. okay be okay with everybody not being your flavor or your style but everybody has a flavor yeah. and everybody has a style yeah there bro there are subcultures of music that seem weird to me extremely oh, yeah. weird but there is a there is an audience for it mm -hmm. and you have right. to know who you are enough and be okay with that to articulate that and that audience will find you oh yeah Yes, sir. They'll find you. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And and you know what? That that's it's so crazy because there there is that. And and I know for me, like you talk about music, like there's such a it's I don't at some point, it, like you said, it'll find you, but it it's the how do we embrace that? You know what I'm saying? Like I know for me, like I don't I listen to all types of music. I don't care. Like I might want to listen to country later. I'll do it. I'm praying. I don't like it that much. I don't like it like that, but I'll listen to it because I want to expose myself to yeah. something. Because if I just listen to, you know, you just listen to Jay-Z all day, you'll start to get that view. That'll start to encompass everything you think. Um and so even when, you know, I, we both go to the same church, we, we both believe the same things, but it's an interesting to read about other religions and what they believe. Not for me to find some inside way to change people's perspectives, but it's ideal to know why people think what they think. Yes. Why do people, you know, feel this way? Why are people go to catholic or you know methodist or you know they go to baptist or, but it's all these different like you talked about self-expression and, and how those things are because it that's another um just facet of stepping into purpose right because god created all of us unique yeah me and you do the same thing but, but no. we do it in a different yes way 
that appeals yeah. to different people. Yes. Like I was talking to my sister the other day and she, oh, I listened to the first episode. It was great. You know, and all that. And I said, oh, did you listen to the second one yet? She's like, nah. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, next week we're going to have so-and-so on. And she was like, I'll listen to that when they're from Chicago. And it was like, that's okay. It's like, you don't have to be, it, even if it's something you're doing, you even said that earlier, you have to be okay with, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It, it's not. And, and I even love that Pastor Mike says that. He says that about our church. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Some people want a quiet worship experience, and some people want the headbanging experience. I mean, it's just what you want, you know, but it's so, so key, especially in that, because it just opens your mind to different things. And even like you said, you want to expose your, you're not getting the, the graduate degree because you just want it. It's just something to do, you know, that's an investment of time and, and, and money, you know. Yeah. Um, to just be like, I just want to do it to do it, you know, but there's an investment you're going to get there and a fruit that's going to come from that. And you know what, I think to, as we bring this in, you know, we, we've talked a lot about culture and upbringing and finding that purpose and, and whether you're not creative or are you, there's probably going to be somebody listening to this and, and we're talking to you all who you don't know what you want to do or you, Maybe you do have that background where you're like, you know what, nobody's ever done this or nobody, I don't know, my family, this, this upbringing, this, that, or the third, whatever the reason is, you think you can't. I want you to, in the last three minutes, because I'm not going to be like, hey, give them three things because it's more than three things you can give anybody. But what would you tell them, these people, whether they're white, black, male, female, young, old, because I think there's a complex to that too is, um, it was something interesting I read because my birthday was a few weeks ago when I turned 37. And 37, hey, turn up. The 37 is the age that they say half of the world is younger than you and the other half is older than you. So wow. you're at that pendulum swing wow. that now, every as I get older, more people are younger than me than older than me. And so it was just this interesting thing to think about. But there are people who are in their 40s, 30. I mean, I'm doing this podcast and I'm 36. I just started last year. But there are going to be people who, man, I'm, you know, like you, there's either I can't do this because of this situation or, man, it's too late to do that or I'm too old to do that. Like, what would you tell them as we close this episode? Like, give, what does that incur? What would you tell them? They sitting in a leading with Lee or their webinar in this thing, or, or the whatever, because we calling it in the name of Jesus, we're going to call it out, it's going to be that, that they are in that, and you are telling them, what, what would you tell them to get them to understand that it's either not too late, you have what you need, you, you have, you, God made you to do these things, He's, it's inside of you, what would you tell them? Well, I would start with them understanding, uh, asking them to step back for a second. Mm -hmm. Because I think purpose is more close to us than we recognize it. Fulfillment is closer than you recognize. And so what I would tell people is to step back and look at your life for a second. No matter if you're 25 or 75, just step back and look at your life. Think about the patterns of stuff you have a proclivity towards. You know, think about your earliest memories as a kid. Like, what are some things that you just love to do? You love to get your hands in. You love to get be around. That is where your purpose is. That's where fulfillment mm-hmm. is. You can be 75 and still start something because there's a reason why you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I think it's so important for people to understand the fact that you're alive means that you have another opportunity for, to fulfill purpose. Mm-hmm. It's just about your perspective. True. You may not have the same energy, but it does mm-hmm. not mean that you won't find fulfillment. Come on. So, so, so the responsibility for me that I found purpose earlier 
is that I need to put all of the energy that I can at this point in my life. So mm-hmm. when I am 75, mm-hmm. I can mentor someone into purpose. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm 75, finding out my purpose, I'm getting in it, I'm fulfilling it, and then I'm bringing everybody with me on the process and journey. So that just in case I don't do everything that I want to do, I, I taught somebody, I got somebody involved. Yeah. I, 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 I felt fulfilled. It, 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 there was no time limit on purpose. Yeah. Because we think that. purpose no is tied to jobs and purpose is tied to careers, but purpose has nothing to do with jobs and careers. Pur- job careers are a result of purpose. Come on. It's a byproduct. So, mm-hmm. you know, Nick, just as I'm doing leading with lead now, just as I'm trying to build a business like consulting and advising and different things like that, which you know, something I need to work on and be more intentional about. That's yeah. only one job. I won't always be podcasting and vlogging i mean you know it'd be a smart thing to keep doing but i I won't always be doing this there are things that i want to do someday i want to run for public office in my home state okay that that's been a dream of mine since 12 13 14 years old okay yeah just because i'm doing something that doesn't have the same title doesn't mean i'm not fulfilling purpose or being myself in that because the same mm-hmm. gravity and same push that I have right now as I'm talking about leadership or talking about this, yeah. whether I run for office and get elected to office, I'm gonna still have the same perspective because that's what my purpose is. P- purpose yeah. has nothing to do with titles. And watch this, if I lose an election, I still require to fulfill purpose. If people mm-hmm. don't vote for me, I'm still required to fulfill purpose. Yeah. Because it has nothing yep. to do with position. It has everything to do with the life that you live. And if you live your life fulfilled, you will be effective. And that's what I want people to understand as they listen to this, is that you have some significance. You have a life to live. Yeah. There is so much more for you to do. There's so many creative things that you can invent. There's so many things that you can bring forth in the world. You have the ability to change culture. But you have to believe that you can change culture. You can be 75 and still out there doing whatever you got to do. I, listen, Nick, if the Lord allows me to live to 75, I'm going to be some old dude. And they asking me questions like, <laughs> why aren't you just enjoying retirement? I'm like, there's no such thing as retirement. If, yeah. I may not you have are. a regular job, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still you're be still moving. Perfect. You're still doing. Mm-hmm. Let, Nick, while I can't see the kid's face, I'm going to be like, come here, son. Come here, come here, come here. <laughs> I'm about fulfilling purpose. I'm still going to be saying yeah. it. Why? Because yeah. fulfillment matters. You feeling yeah. you feeling great matters. Like I'm getting hyped because this is things that I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, when I'm trying to push legislation one day, when I'm trying to get laws changed in my home state or whatever, it's about mm-hmm. purpose with for that for me. It's about people yeah. being beneficiaries. Of, of me saying, hey, let's change the vision that we have about ourselves and let's do something that's going to move the standard forward. Let's do what's necessary yeah. to change people's lives. That's yeah. what it's about. So yeah. that's my encouragement to people. Yeah. Listen, get out of this fear-mongering yes, thing. You got to be real with yourself and do whatever you got to do to fulfill yeah. the purpose that God has given you in this world. And here's the thing. I, 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 I want to give a caveat. People better understand there's a difference, there's a difference between uh, the, the, the quality of something and the quantity of something. We get mixed up mm. all the time. We think that yeah. fulfilling purpose means I have to be on every big stage in the world. That means I fulfill purpose. No, yeah. that's not. Fulfilling purpose means I did what I was supposed to do with the people that I was given. Mm, so Nick, Nick if, if I only affect 10 people and that's who I was supposed to impact I fulfill purpose yep. if I affect 10 million people and that's who I was supposed to impact I fulfill purpose but if I had yep. the capacity to affect 10 million people and I didn't understand my purpose and only affected 10 I did not fulfill purpose it is. I did fulfill purpose because I did not understand my value And I did not understand what am I supposed to be doing to make a difference in the world. And we have to understand, we cannot get thrown off by numbers. Don't get thrown off by numbers. Yeah. 
I, I love this example to say this, but there's a reason why only 10 to 15 people are in the situation room when the president is in there. Mm. It's about quality. It's not about quantity. He does not need 5,000 advisors. He has roughly yeah. about 12 people in the room, in the situation room. Him or her, any, any president in any country, they have a few people in the room that they're making global decisions about. They don't have a lot of people. Nope. Because it's about quality. It's about quality. And that's what we have to understand when it comes down to the subject of purpose, creativity, making a difference in the world. You have to understand who you are and why you do what you do. And you understanding that makes the world be changed and transformed because you are fulfilling your space in life. Yeah. And, you know, Miles Monroe mm -hmm. said this, said this, the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe said, he said, the wealthiest place is the graveyard. Yep. Because people did not do what they're supposed to do while they were alive. I want to take it even further. If you're not fulfilling purpose, you're already dead. You've mm. been dead. You come alive when you fulfill purpose. When you do what you're supposed to do, that's where you come alive. You've been dead this whole time. Just, just wake up. Wake up. I'm yeah. done ranting. I'm done. <laughs> Brother, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, this has been a blessing. And, and I hope people held on for that last five minutes. I really do. Because that, that, that sums up everything. And, and it, it, it really puts a bow on the reason we're doing this series, the reason we're introducing people to people. And so, brother, I want to thank you, um, not just for being a part of this, but just thank you for being you and being who you are. Because there, there's, when people can, can feel authenticity in people um, and, and realness and passion about what they're talking about, man, they will latch on to that. And so um, Lee's information is on there, his Instagram uh, follow, and then you can click on everything from there. Um, whether it's his website, his, his consulting, anything at all, he is open. He, you can message, ask questions. He will definitely um, engage and do those things. He's, he's on Instagram Live from time to time as well, dropping these hints and wisdom. And you can catch Leading with Lee on YouTube. And so I want to thank everybody who's been a part of this episode of Vantage Point. And we will catch y'all next week. Um, we'll have another special guest for you guys. Peace out. Love you guys. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.